Hello and welcome to Shifting the Perception of Type 1 Diabetes, brought to you by Team Type 1 Style, a free-to-access community of over 200 exercise-loving Type 1s spearheaded by the UK's first and only cycling, running and triathlon teams to be made up entirely of athletes living, racing and thriving with Type 1 Diabetes. This podcast is sponsored by Type 1 Style and their award-winning, high-quality products for Type 1 diabetes devices. From Dexcom stickers to insulin pump cases, Freestyle Libre patches and Omnipod overlays, Type 1 Style have you covered. Before we get started, I just need to give a huge shout-out to all of our sponsors here at Team Type 1 Style. And you can find out more information about each of our sponsors on teamtype1style.com or at the end of this podcast. Tonight we've got a really special guest. Uh, really looking forward to tonight. Um, just before we get started, um, for you, for those that are aware, we was at DPC, um, so Diabetes Professional uh, Conference. Uh, so it was a really good, really good event. And already, I've only I've literally just got through the door, hence the passes and everything still on. Um, but I come come away from that event like, re- really, really positive, really, really positive. But um, come away already and already started to reflect on on new ideas and stuff we've got to follow up on um but it's really amazing i think when you go to these events and you see you just see how even in my short lifetime how technology has evolved uh and and how, where technology is going and everything that's making our lives easier uh and tonight's call is certainly uh certainly a platform that we're all looking forward to getting stuck into and it's um one of our amazing sponsors enhanced so uh we can all learn a little bit more um but i'm not going to take up any more time because i've had enough talking the last couple of days actually absolutely exhausted of talking so i'm going to hand it over to mr big uh in capable hands of mr big and then we'll get cracking so over to you Andrew. wonderful thank you very much it's Pleasure to welcome yourself, Sam, to, to the call this evening from Enhanced. And um, we're definitely looking forward to learning a bit more about you and, and certainly the the product that you're, you're bringing to this market and how it's going to be such a massive help to every single one of our members. So welcome. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the invite. Hopefully, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, have an interesting conversation. So we'll just start, start off with a little bit about yourself. I know, I know you went to... Um, university to do a degree in um, sports and exercise science. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about where your interest in sports came from to, to start with and then why you decided to go on to study that at university. Um, so my my original plan, uh, I was desperate to work for uh, a football team, a Premier League football team. That was kind of my dream before going to university. And... Um, the 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 uni I wanted to go to was Bath, and the reason was because they offered these placement years where they had some very good links with teams like Tottenham, Liverpool, uh, that kind of thing. And so I th- saw that as a good opportunity to get into that space. Um, I I ended up doing uh, a year where I was working fifty percent with Leicester City and Nottingham Forest, uh, so like working with them on the weekends and then on the weekdays i was i was working in uh, exercise physiology labs and i'd never thought about going into research before but that experience kind of showed me that uh, the, the the football side wasn't that interesting it was actually quite 
dull. There wasn't that much you could really do on on that side. It was um, really kind of limited in in terms of if you weren't an ex player, what you were able to get involved with. But um, I was working with a lot of people who'd done a, a PhD, and I didn't know what that was at the time. So speaking to those guys motivated me to then go back, finish my degree, do a master's, and then start a PhD in in exercise physiology and like kind of continue this and look into doing research um, yeah wow so what what was it in particular about the research sort of aspect of it that, that really sort of got, got you excited about taking it further i think that, well the first thing i was doing was taking part in every project that could that, that was offered um there was a period where i was doing some kind of horrible test to exhaustion uh like pretty much every day in in the labs and having like muscle biopsies taken uh, blood tests doing doing all kinds of horrible endurance things and then it was just like the kind of learning um aspect as well um the idea of um leading your own project and and having this that you were kind of trying to uh, figure out um, that you kind of develop as you as you as you go through like a a research degree um, and just working with a lot of very smart people as well. Wow, yeah, it sounds 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 amazing to us. And then from from that background, how did you first get get involved in anything to do with um, diabetes and type one diabetes specifically? From there, yeah. So um, I don't have type one diabetes. Um, when I uh, started my PhD, that was the first time I had um, come across uh, diabetes, really. I didn't uh, know too much about it. I knew a bit from like work that I'd done in my master's and my undergrad. Um, but um, when I started the PhD, I had very little kind of understanding around that. And um, I, I did my PhD in Liverpool, where previously there hadn't been too much work in that area. And um, the projects I was doing was split into kind of the side of um, really in-depth physiology on the, the microscope side, and then also these uh, practical exercise projects with people living with type 1 diabetes. And originally, I thought that my kind of progress would be that I always thought that I would go to like Copenhagen and really study the exercise physiology in depth. That was where I originally thought I was going to go, like this idea of uh, studying things like uh, capillary growth, like adaptations around exercise or muscle fat, uh, like oxidation and, and stuff like that, because they have great labs in Copenhagen. Um, but it was when I started to meet people um, with type 1 diabetes that I was working with, um, that was when I started to um, feel more of like a, a push. And a, um, I, I felt like there was really uh, um, very little uh, that, that had been, or, or there wasn't enough that was being done in that area. And I started making friends with the, the people who were in my studies uh, we started kind of 
uh, forming support groups because I would meet people as part of the recruitment and they would say, well, I don't really know anybody with type one diabetes. So it, it grew into a thing that became bigger than just what I was studying. It became like I had, I had a lot of friends who I saw were kind of, uh, in, in need of people to kind of push this thing. I saw how frustrating, um, especially exercise because that was the component I was focusing on could be um I saw that uh it was frustrating as well even to get like different things passed within the studies it's uh, originally when we started doing it it seemed as though uh, the doctors and the nurses and all of the ethics boards were overly kind of um concerned about different things related to like needing to have a nurse watching the participant do the exercise while we were doing it needing to have an ecg on while we were doing it in case something went wrong not being able to do any projects within the university having to do them in the hospital with a nurse with an ecg on and these are the kind of challenges i know that this isn't realistic now but that's how it was when uh this, this was only 2015 it was just a few years ago and then towards the end of my phd we actually did uh, one of the first home-based exercise projects. So we were uh, asking people to do this completely unsupervised in their own home. And I, I finished that feeling that it, it, there, there was a lot more that needed to be done. It seemed like uh, I wouldn't really be helping anybody if I went and did a load of microscope stuff. So instead of uh, focusing on that aspect, um, I went to Toronto where I could focus on type one diabetes and exercise like a hundred percent of the time. And I, I went to work with a guy, um, who's kind of the, the top guy in the field, I would say, uh, Mike Riddell, and maybe some of you have heard of him, um, because I felt that like I needed to, to learn, uh, much more, uh, and also, uh, felt that like I could have like a bigger impact, uh, or like kind of help people more if i was to focus on that that's that's amazing and def definitely just from from speaking to people at the um dpc over the last couple of days the, the amount of research into diabetes and exercise is expanding all the time i'm so grateful to people like you, yourself that are pushing those boundaries and start really making them realize what's what's possible with these research studies and how to make them as realistic as possible not just clinical based trials but definitely real world based trials because like we, we all know here just just from being taiwan's the amount of difference that environment makes and kind of the the stress element of that and things like that as well make a makes a massive massive difference so um yeah that sounds like such a exciting journey definitely from a from a type one research point of view and it's, it's amazing like you said just just in such a short space of time how far it's come and how many more research papers are coming out and yeah i absolutely agree with you so there's so much more that that we can do and that that's something something that's becoming very very apparent now definitely so then mo mo moving on from that you then um got yourself a role with team nova nordisk how, how did that sort of come about and then and then what was your role there yeah so i, I was working in uh toronto um and, and toronto uh is is really like the city of 
type one diabetes, I would say there's a lot of uh, people there uh, because it, it it has the history of it. It's where insulin was uh, discovered, and like in one of the subway stations, they have uh, like a, a museum, like a mini museum, where you can see the Nobel Prize um, from where Banting and Best had uh, discovered or, or kind of developed insulin um, in Sick Kids Hospital. Um, with the, the, the team of an audit thing was um, really, I, I one day I, I came across the team and then saw a video of them cycling up a mountain. And uh, I just thought that that didn't match what I had been seeing in terms of um, the clinical projects I was working in. And I, I wanted to learn how that was happening and what they were doing. It was purely me wanting to uh, kind of learn about that and try and transfer it into what what we were doing so I got in contact with them and um, uh, yeah I guess just kind of being in the right place at the right time I first went to uh, a camp and then um, at the end of the uh, the first year that I was in Toronto I'd actually uh, got a, a, a job uh, at Cornell in New York and I had signed all of the paperwork to go move to New York, and um, kind of in the in in the weeks leading up to that, I went to a, a conference and presented um, at the American Diabetes Association, and uh, there there was sitting next to me uh, this guy who then turned into my boss in in Switzerland, and he asked me what I was doing and uh, basically convinced me to uh, come to Switzerland to set up a an exercise type one diabetes group uh, in Bern. And then uh, sitting next to him was uh, the CEO of Team Nova Nordisk who said, no, I would like Sam to work for me. So within 10 minutes, they'd agreed amongst themselves this 50-50 position where um, I would move to Switzerland, uh, run this kind of clinical lab where they were doing very structured um studies uh, like around like nutrition or behavioral aspects related to exercise type 1 diabetes and then 50% with uh, team nova nordisk um because before that they didn't have uh any research really so the idea was to kind of uh, learn from what those guys were doing and, and set something up so it was kind of a, a dream situation so i called the guy in new york and cancelled that and then uh, flew to Switzerland. So if, if there was ever an example of how important your network is and how important it is to be in the right place at the right time, it is a hundred percent of that. And then definitely another thing I'm picking up on is that def definitely a theme. You've definitely got a, a thirst for more knowledge and wanting to know more about all these different subjects. Mm -hmm. So your, your role with Novo Nordisk, just tell, tell us a little bit more about what, what that involved on a, on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, yeah, so in parts, the job was 50-50, but in parts it turned into something that was kind of like 100-100 sometimes. Um, the first thing that we wanted to do, or, or the first thing that I really wanted to do, was understand uh, what they were doing. I didn't want to uh, start implementing any changes or, or suggesting anything really, because these guys had developed strategies themselves and they were doing very well. Um, 
And then the other aspect was that uh, it's it, it it was a team composed of people with very different backgrounds, different ages, different nationalities, uh, and it was important as well to understand like what what their attitudes were to different types of help that they were receiving, what the what the challenges were. We were looking at uh, what their um, kind of um, their opinions on the technology, that kind of thing. Uh, I think it's something as well that I'm I'm interested to learn about you guys as well is that um, I think that technology can be pushed kind of on, on, on people or kind of assumed that technology is always better um, and uh, it, it's not always. Uh, it can be a very personal choice. That's kind of what I've um, kind of uh, kind of picked up from people. Um, although you guys might be very, very open to the technology, what we found with Team Nova Nordisk was that uh, a lot of them weren't so uh, kind of, they were kind of comfortable using what, what they had and they weren't so open to kind of being pushed towards different things. Um, so yeah, and the other aspect was that although it's not that long ago still, uh, this was kind of the first time we were able to monitor the athletes remotely using like CGM and uh, smart insulin pens. Uh, it, it shows how rapidly things have come on. So that was kind of the first time that we were able to um, monitor what they were actually doing. Like what were the points over the course of the season that they were finding most difficult? Um, what were... Uh, their like insulin dosing uh, patterns like around races how did that change over the course of races um, what were the behaviors before and after exercise um, yeah, and then we were trying to work based on these learnings to improve different aspects so um, yeah just like look for the for the the points at which they were struggling the most and then try and provide like kind of strategies around them. So things like post-exercise, um, both for refueling and also making sure that they were recovering as well as possible, reducing risk of hypos after night, especially after like staged races, um, because we were noticing like there was patterns of like increasing time spent in hypoglycemia overnight, especially uh, kind of four or five days into a into a stage race, um, and then and then trying to to build in more um, routine and things around things like recovery and and notice like what is the best time for uh, taking on uh, different fuels. What is the um, the best way to kind of uh, um, make sure you're ready for the next day. That's that's must be such a interesting role to to be able to take on and, and such a fantastic project to be part of. If would there be one particular kind of outcome from any of the the research you've done with the team that you think's kind your your highlight, I guess, from from your time with them? Yeah. I think it, it was really uh, a good experience, but it was such a shame that COVID happened exactly when it did because we, so COVID, 
So I started working for the team, I think it was August, 2019. And then COVID obviously happened, uh, like started happening around February, March, 2020. So it was only like six months after that. We completed all of the like observational stuff and uh, a few um, tours that we did. Uh, so we we gathered all of the information about uh, like all of the, the questionnaires and I was doing one-on-one -on -one interviews with each of them, all of the uh, data collection as well. And we had just started working on things like travel, uh, like schedules around travel and also uh, um, better uh, recovery routines, especially on the, on the races. Um, so I would say it was yeah it it was kind of um it, it was a shame that it got disrupted in that way I, I would say that we discovered mostly the 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 ways that we could have improved more than being able to really like say we had had a big impact uh if you like um yeah. and, it, and it was similar in the the clinical projects i was doing as well like we started doing um, projects which are still ongoing. They just got slowed down. So looking at things like the effects of caffeine on uh, uh, glucose during exercise, uh, different um, forms of uh, carbohydrates. So things like fructose and, and galactose as well. So the ways in which those are metabolized differently uh, without having such a, like a glycemic impact, but just kind of helping to um, kind of fuel with with some of those alternatives and seeing what what would happen. So um, yeah, uh, it, it was it was it was a long time, but it it wasn't uh, as long as I would have liked. I think that definitely highlights how much scope there is for them. The, the, the amount of stuff you can research into things that affect type one diabetes is is truly endless. Mm -hmm. um, so then mo mo moving on from that you're you then co-founded um enhanced so how how did that because there's four of you that co-founded this company how, how how did that sort of relationship come, come about um so i've been working with fede uh who's one of the the co-founders uh he he was also at, at team nova nordisk so he was um he, he was leading the team of coaches uh, so he was responsible for all of the, the training programs. Uh, he was responsible for talking to, uh, well, he was overseeing a team of coaches, but also he was speaking to the riders on a daily basis. Um, he was uh, going to the races and, and helping with uh, strategy. He was um, kind of... Uh, responsible for like the the training camp strategies as well so kind of the logistics around like what rides they would do and um so as a result we were working together very closely in the data collection uh for like the cycling computer um, uh, data putting that together with the the cgm data and um, the way that the idea came around, uh, it, it was kind of by uh, accident. We'd already had we'd had this idea for 
for a little while. And this was from the frustrations that we'd seen about how conversations would tend to be kind of in different compartments. So you would have conversation about training, which would focus on increasing power output. It would be like really on metrics around like training practices with no uh, or limited kind of uh, conversation around the nutrition and the glucose as well. And then you would separately have a conversation around nutrition and separately around glucose. And the, the conversations around glucose would quite often be looking at a clinical facing platform that would rely on like memory to um, put together the different behaviors that were having a, an impact on the glucose, often retrospectively looking back quite a long time. And this this problem we were also seeing um, like when I was speaking to people who were new to exercise in, in some of the clinical projects that we were doing, like uh, being asked to create uh, exercise diaries, which would usually be like writing down what you had done over the week or trying to remember what you'd done over the week and then uh, putting that together with uh, your endocrinologist. Uh, more often than not, you would kind of see people filling it in the day before that they would go. So they were kind of relying on memory but just before and and trying to match up the time points, um, and there was a there was a um, kind of competition uh, in the same city where I was living at the time, where they were looking for business ideas around uh, diabetes and com continuous glucose monitoring technology. And uh, Fede and I submitted this kind of idea that was half formed, something around that, and. Um, we, we didn't get very far in the competition at all. We got kind of kicked out right at the beginning. And, and the reason was because we had like no business um, information in it at all. And um, they got back in touch with us and they said that we'd like to have a chat with you because um, we're kind of interested about the idea. We're kind of interested about you, but it's very clear that you don't really know what you're doing. Um, so we went and spoke to them and then they, they said that if you kind of rethink this and you do some, uh, training, um, that we might be able to consider it. And, um, there were, there were two other people that we've been, uh, friends with for a very long time, um, Fabio and Felipe, um, like, uh, Fede and Felipe have known each other for years. They were studying together in Canada previously and, uh, different places and they'd kept in touch and uh, Fabio had previously had a startup where Fede was an old um, employee of his so the, the four of us had kind of known each other for a long time and they had the skills that we were missing Fabio has uh, an MBA and speaking to him he was able to kind of turn everything around what we were doing come up with an actual business plan that made sense that we would never have been able to do. And uh, Felipe is a, a coder. So he was able to create um, what we were building. And so it kind of slotted together. We resubmitted the idea and have to, having spoken to them, again, we received uh, um, a, a grant to get started. And uh, we kind of found that we, we liked working with each other. We thought it was a, an interesting project and 
um, we felt as though um, it was like the time to do something and the only way in which we would be able to put this idea uh, into like kind of real life uh, because in academia uh, things move quite slow that's kind of goes back to my previous point of we were doing these things for a couple of years and the outputs that you have is not as much as you would like you write a few papers but I can't say that we really we we did move stuff forward but it's not like when you're in a startup where you're expected to move stuff every single day and um yeah so we we quit our jobs and decided to focus on this full time and um uh it's it's a different pace that you have to move to you're expected to um produce something real life um like kind of immediately so that you can convince people to be part of that journey and, and allow you to survive as a, a company and uh, actually make a kind of impact. Again, that for me, that massively highlights how important your network is and pu pulling in the right people at the right time to help out with the right things. Uh, that's absolutely a massive, massive part of, part of what you're doing. And, and certainly just certain ways, where, where just at the idea stage. I mean, just from my personal experience, when I when I want to look at a glucose data, I have to download reports from CareLink. When I want to look at training data, I pull in stuff from Training Peaks, and then I've got my fitness power, and I've got step count from Garmin and heart rate and sleep data. So to have something where everything's all in one place to be able to analyze it all together, where having things on multiple screens and having to match up different timelines is is that 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 for me is an absolute golden nugget. Um. So in, in terms of what Enhanced looks like now, where, whereabouts are you with that project and, and how, how far through, through that through that sort of ultimate goal, if you like? Um, so we um, kind of officially started this uh, around a year ago. It was some, sometime in November. Yeah, pr pretty, pretty much a, a year ago. Um, so it's it's felt like a long time but at the same time not that long um we the so maybe it's it's easiest to start with what kind of the overall idea is the the first stage will it, the the ultimate goal is to really create something that can um guide people through the entire kind of uh experience of exercise um and the first stage will be around putting the data together and making it actionable. Um, but what we want to do is improve the actionability by kind of having the exercise that you personally do um, matched to educational materials so that you understand why things are happening. And not like educational materials like, uh, like so you have to read a book, but like actually the, the, the meaningful things um the, the and and then the next stage will be guidance around um kind of spotting patterns related to your data so like risk of uh higher or low blood glucose after exercise uh, readiness for exercise um also being able to create exercise training plans not making it like just too glucose focused having it kind of the whole um, experience that you want in that so if you're just starting exercise maybe you want to um, 
run a 5k or something but you need to know how to do that so uh, we can build up a small plan for you to steadily reach that or if you're a um a more high level athlete like you guys are you want to have something which is really going to work with uh different um stages of your season it's going to be able to really track that but not take lots of work it's going to be something that's seamless it can even uh, assist you with creating that plan uh, that's what we want uh, as well um, we a, another part of this is that we didn't want to make it too clinician focused or too patient focused because we didn't want to make it so that you would cut one uh, side of of this out of this because we thought if we if we make something that's too cl clinician focused then um you only get that information like periodically and it's it's too difficult to understand uh if it's too patient focused then you kind of cut out the person who, who who's there to kind of help you with that um and exercise is something that uh is is something uh that, that some clinicians kind of struggle to uh interpret um and we want to help them to help you in a way like if they have the information in front of you then they'll be able to understand the context uh, better because they'll be able to see why uh, certain trends are happening um, rather than um, yeah not having that information in front of them to be able to kind of guide guide you together um, so we have the first version of our uh, platform based uh, product which is available now um, this is uh, like a web-based dashboard. So what you can do at the moment is integrate your CGM exercise wearables, like your Garmin, Strava. Uh, and we wanted to make something that was much quicker than other things that are available. So you can do those connections in a few seconds. You just have to uh, click on the, the connections button for like your Strava account. It will direct you to your Strava login and then your Strava data will be brought in and then that will be like overlaid with your glucose. You can also uh, track like your nutrition and things like that. But we're working on ways to make that more automated because uh, we don't want to add more work. We want to make something that's that's quicker. The next stage is 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 the mobile app, which I think will make a big difference. Uh, the the dashboard maybe is a bit limited at the moment if it's if it's kind of just too retrospective but the the mobile app will be much more real time um the the plan with this is that it will have again the glucose in context with the exercise but you'll be able to uh, see how you're responding to different types of exercise uh, see um what your next training session is, log training sessions and uh, that kind of thing. Um, and then alongside that, we're looking to integrate more of these other features, such as the, ex the education and uh, decision support stuff as well. That's that's absolutely amazing. I, I, this is this is going to be absolutely massive. I just just in terms of my diabetes management, speak, speaking just in the way I manage things at the moment, there's, there's going to be such a massive, massive help to have to have a platform like that and be able to use that and in terms of the integrations at the moment um 
I've, I've seen that you've got the um, Strava and Garmin and things like that. Where where are you at the moment in terms of um, CGM data and kind of pump data or smart pen data at the moment? So uh, in terms of uh, CGM, um, you can connect your uh, Libra if you're using that. So the Abbott devices, but uh, and that's in real time. Dexcom, um, we have a partnership with them, but we still have the three-hour delay. Um, but they do have an API for that. We're working towards getting the real-time data, and that will be uh, really important for the, the app as well. Um, other CGM, uh, we're also speaking to other companies as well. It's not been as much of a priority because the majority of people are using uh, Dexcom and Abbott, but like when we when we get the app we'll be able to get access to uh like ever since uh, i don't know if uh, you have any guys any of you guys on the team are using that uh, um and uh, some of the other newer companies we'd like it to be covering all of them but uh yeah we just focused on those two to start off with um exercise uh the wearables and, and things uh, also sleep trackers, there's like, uh, yeah, as you said, Garmin, Strava, Aura Ring, Whoop. We can we can add pretty much whatever uh, anybody is interested in. Um, so if people have uh, like particular desires for different apps, um, there's also some apps um, for like menstrual cycle tracking. We, we're able to uh, connect with those uh, as well. We just haven't uh it, it's it's like on our roadmap um we just need to work out the the visuals and also exactly how to um uh, maximize kind of the use of that um and we're looking for people to provide feedback and and things so if there's anybody who who has uh suggestions on what they would like to see in regards to any of the integrations then we, we we want like uh feedback we want to create something um that people will use and we want to be a company that responds to uh feedback so if there's anything even if you don't like the colors if you don't like i don't know the onboarding experience we're interested insulin data um is tricky we're speaking to all of the uh, the main uh, insulin pump and smart pen uh, manufacturers. It's just slow, like the kind of mechanisms. Um, we're working through uh, trying to get um, kind of direct partnerships to each of them. There's uh, some groups such as like Nova Nordis, that seems like it should be quite positive with their, their smart pen. Some of the insulin pump manufacturers, I don't want to mention them have just said that it's not possible uh it, it's most likely that their kind of data is not set up in the way that allows us to do it rather than that they don't want to do it it's just that they don't have the um the capacity or the kind of the setup to do it so that seems to be the main barrier but because of that it seems to be a barrier for every aggregator that's that's out there um we're also speaking to tidepool to see if we can work directly to to them to access their api and then as a result be able to access the insulin 
data through them. Um, like they have an uploader, but we don't really want to spend time making an uploader. Part of the thing that we want to do here is have it so that it's like seamless integration. Um, so, so yeah, we're pushing on that. Uh, it's just taking a bit of time. Yeah, well, that's such amazing progress in what is relatively a very, very short amount of time. And then I'm sure as 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 this project gets bigger and bigger, definitely more more of the bigger companies will, will get on board with, with finding ways to make the data more more accessible to help to help this thing grow. Definitely, um, Henry, I didn't know if you just wanted to jump in quickly uh, for more information about how how athletes part of this team access access that this app. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Um, with all you guys, if you were on our uh, on our launch call, uh, so kind of yeah. First of all, thanks Sam for kind of taking the time to explain a little bit more about how uh, how kind of enhanced has come about and and uh, and kind of your story, uh, which you know there's a few nuggets in there that I've, I've spoken to you several times, but a few nuggets in there that I uh, I didn't know, and I do wonder whether that first Altea training camp was your first. Uh, was your first experience with uh, with Team David Nordis or not? When you said it was the camp that you went to, because I think that was the first time I met you back in well, that would have been probably 20, 2018, something like that, maybe twenty seventeen. Um, but yeah, but in terms of um, kind of getting access, so you know, as as Sam's kind of already mentioned, this is about creating a product that that is amazing and works for you guys as uh, as kind of as well as working for um, for for enhanced. So. Uh, if you guys head to uh, to enhance-d.com and uh, and go ahead and sign up, there's a two-week free trial on there. And if you are if you have an active membership with the club, then we'll convert that into a free account for you. So all you need to do is just sign up, use the same email address as you uh, as you signed up with um, with your team account for your team subscription, and we'll make sure that we get that converted for you. So that's literally all you need to do. Just sign up for the free trial and we'll convert that to a free account for you guys. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're trying to make that nice and simple. Again, all along the ethos of, uh, of Enhance, it's uh, kind of try and keep things simple. Yeah, yeah, and even with the onboarding and stuff, if you have, we we are a, a very small team, as I said. If there's, if there's problems with the onboarding, don't like just give up on it. Please just let me know and we'll sort those things out. It's why as well. We, we're not doing like one-on-one -on -one walkthroughs with it. We're, we're even trying to figure out whether some of the, um, I think we have like onboarding videos on there as well to tell you how to to how to how do it. So we're, we're changing it like every day. So um, all I would ask is like bear with it. And um, we are trying to make something that will um, help, I hope, um, but, at the same time, I'm interested in uh, like honest feedback and negative feedback because I don't want to. We, we if we're not building something that's a use, we we want to know because uh, uh, otherwise it's it's not going to help. I think, yeah. and just, just from my own from my own experiences, Sam. So you know, I've I've been using it and looking at data for probably about six months now probably since since i got access to an account and first started speaking with you guys about this um and for me that that ability to be able to pull in i've got other tools that i can that i can overlay these two things together i'm fairly techy i'm fairly geeky but it's always a workaround it's always complicated it's always difficult time consuming to try and do that 
uh, it doesn't always work with other platforms and and it's very piecemeal so for example i can get my garmin data and i can get my uh and i can get my glucose data and i can overlay them but i then can't get my zwift data and my glucose data and overlay those i then can't get my run data and overlay that with you know from my run keeper app and kind of so it's that that kind of concept of of being able to have one system and one platform for all of the integrations, whether you're recording your walk on your Apple Watch, your bike ride on your Garmin computer, you you know, kind of all those different things. Maybe you've gone out for a run and just taken your phone and Strava on your phone with it. I think is is really novel to me because uh, I'm I'm fed up of having several different platforms, not knowing where to look, kind of and getting overwhelmed with with the amount of different platforms that we look at and, and ironically adding another one into the mix i think makes for me anyway certainly i think makes life easier so uh, yeah for me it's a big thumbs up and, and thanks for kind of doing something that someone should have done uh 10 years ago and, I, and you know why it hasn't been done sooner I, I, i've got no idea but congratulations i think are, are in order well thanks Let, let's see <laughs> we're trying <laughs> And then especially, I think the exciting part of this is, is being at the very start of this this journey, being able to kind of help help you guys as much as possible to help you to then help us. And build, building that sort of relationship right to the start is, is, is certainly something that I find very, very exciting. I really look forward to seeing where this, where this journey takes us. Yeah, um, absolutely. So just got a suggestion in the chat from Ed. Um, create a custom GPT model for diabetes exercise management that provides the AI's responses to the specific needs of the individual with diabetes. This concept would be great to add into your product. Yeah, we're, we're looking at all kinds of different things like this. The, the main difficulty with adding something related to AI, which we need to work around, is not being classed as a medical device because as soon as something is providing information around glucose management insulin then then you run into into barriers there but what what won't be so much of a problem will be around the exercise point of view so being able to suggest training plans and maybe in the short term that's the direct, we, we, we want to have these things in parallel. Obviously, we'd, we'd love to have the thing which which tells you exactly what you should do. That's the goal. Um, but the, the length of time for the roadmap to reach, that won't be limited so much about what we can technically put together. It's down to the roadmap of being able to kind of manage those regulatory hurdles. That's that's been the the barrier. That's why you've got to kind of work out, okay, what what is a what is a like what makes it a medical device, what versus what doesn't, and this is all of the the different things that you have to overcome along this this journey. But absolutely, we want to do this, and uh, it's very much our plan to do it. Fantastic, and it's got another one in the chat from George. Um, so I'll ask him when the phone app. What do you reckon that will be available on a rough, rough kind of time scale? We're we're hoping. Um, so we said Q one of uh, twenty four, so like January, February, March uh, of of the new year. Wow. Um, we'll have a new version of the the dashboard, which is completely redesigned. 
which will be um, uh, hopefully available before Christmas. Uh, it's already designed. It's just now a case of uh, uh, updating it. And then the the app, we have the designs as well for the first versions. Um, and this will include stuff like uh, being able to create uh, exercise plans, being able to um, track the training that you're doing just more easily, like on an app. Uh, yeah, so, so hopefully soon. It's mostly dependent on... Um, I, I'll be honest. It's, it's depending on on like your, your your funding that you're doing alongside to be able to bring in the the funds to be able to grow and then uh, be able to uh, code as quickly as possible. Uh, we only have one person in our team at the moment who's coding everything, and uh, he's he's doing a fantastic job. And uh, yeah, need to keep him happy as well. <laughs> I, I love how this. How quickly this thing's gained traction with with what is such a such a small team. I, um, I think that just shows how much how how driven you all are to to make this project work. We are, yeah. We we I I have a, a fantastic team. I I would say, and we have. I think it's also important to be honest about these things in. I don't know if anybody here has had a startup before, but you question all of the time whether the idea is good. You're constantly told that you don't know what you're doing, that your idea is tell terrible, it will never work, there's no market. And then other people, you don't meet that the number of people I've met who tell me that diabetes isn't that big of a deal and that they have a friend who does something that takes a few minutes and doesn't need to think about it. And these are the... These are the people, unfortunately, that you have to convince to kind of invest in your company to make it grow. But going back to the team, we've had conversations previously where the fundraising has been going particularly bad or we've had a particularly bad knockback. And uh, I remember one conversation, it was like, well, because we, we founded the company in Switzerland, but it was like, I don't care, we'll just restart it in the uk we'll found it again for like a pound or whatever and then we'll restart we'll just keep pushing it we'll do it in our spare time so we won't give up on it the team is very stubborn and i think it's stubbornness that has got us uh to this part uh this path so um that's there's just another question in the chat from adele she's asking can you set up a follow-up so someone can access your data so like a a coach or or I guess in a similar way to the Medtronic has as follower apps that that can track your um, sense data and pump data as well. Is that is that something that's in the pipeline? So we currently have we we have a clinician view, uh, and the clinician can kind of keep a track of who's in their clinic and organize different things. We are thinking about having like a a, a more like simplified coach view. So maybe there could be an avenue for like diabetes educators or like a, a sports team to keep track. Um, things like parents, that kind of thing isn't something that we had on our short term, but it's something that we we could look into. And uh, it's not something that um, I would be the best expert to put together. We can, we can do it. Basically, what I'm saying is that um, I, I would love to have suggestions on how to make that aspect of it better so i don't want us to come up with a 
like a a version of somebody who 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 doesn't know what would be needed in that specific case. So um, we will either, if there's the need, we will look for people uh, to to kind of co-create that with. Uh, if if there's something that people uh, feel that would be useful, yes, definitely. Can I just circle back around to uh, kind of? couple of points a a i've been involved with a couple of startups so i understand how difficult that journey is and and kind of don't give up uh because your your question about uh is this is this even a good idea sorry that's my uh pump beeping but is this even a good idea yes 100 percent. this is a good idea and 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 just that i have no i have no affiliation uh to you guys so this is just my honest honest personal feedback uh, is yes a good idea and and uh and yes i will change that pod uh in a second but yeah um keep going with it guys keep going with it thank awesome. you does anyone else have any more questions for sam you can either unmute yourselves or or pop in the chat and i'll i can read them out it's not it's not it's not really a question it's just i, I just really want to echo what um what henry said there to list um i i, I think this is a I think it's quite key to to sort of highlight the fact that I think in Hydra is similar to where where we're at in our journey as well. Um, you know, we can and we can really provide uh invaluable feedback, I think. So I, I think what we'll do obviously separately to this, but we'll create a group where we can you know, we can we can collect some feedback and we can provide it because I think this is uh it's uh something that we can we can really grow because we're we're all type one and we've all got you know, we're all we're individuals, so so yeah, just I just like to echo what Henry said. Everyone, please don't give up because I think it's um, I'm really looking forward to see, you know, to see what it can be, and but also to to help you guys grow it into something that can be uh, life changing for Taiwan. So yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Likewise, I think uh, um, I, I I I don't know if I'll be able to provide much help, but if anybody is interested, even uh chatting one-on-one uh, -on -one. i i mean uh, when it comes to just the different kind of um things around uh like uh different different uh, strategies around the uh like cycling performance glucose management that kind of thing i'm, I'm always interested in 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 those things my focus at the moment is very um very much on this and i had to leave the academic work i was doing which allowed me to uh, kind of look at those things so i'm i do kind of miss um those conversations if this i, I don't know if i could uh, be useful probably not compared to what you you guys offer within your your own group but uh, if anybody um wants to reach out then yeah we're always we're always happy to have a chat no, and I think we I think we had a, uh, a kind of a chat a few months back, but as well, but kind of about getting the uh, getting you guys back and, uh, and kind of delving into some of the science as well, some of the why behind some of the things we're told. Uh, I know that my uh, my biggest one is is uh, insulin sensitivity and in exercise, and actually going into the science of what's what's driving that. So hopefully we can have you on uh, on in a couple of months and uh, and delve into that. Maybe uh, maybe post app launch, I'll let you guys get your head down and. Uh, and get the app launched and uh, and enjoy Christmas before I uh, pester you to uh, to jump back on the on this call and on the podcast to delve into those subjects. Yeah, yeah, we can we can do those those kind of things. Yeah, I think certainly understanding the the why behind some of the things would be so so 
yeah, really, really interesting. I imagine definitely. Um, just got another another question in the chat from Mark asking when will there be a watch OS version or uh, iOS version for Apple? We we don't have short term plans, but it's something that could be looked into. Um, I'd need to speak to uh, Felipe about kind of um, kind of the roadmap towards that. But uh, yeah, we there's there's no reason why we can't look into these things if there's a if there's a uh, um, an interest in having these, then then we can certainly like plan towards it. Fantastic. Is there any more questions that anyone else got for Sam this evening? No. If we're all about done, I just want to say thank you very much for your time this evening, Sam. I've, I've certainly learned learned a lot, and definitely really looking forward to getting to getting to stuck in stuck into this app and seeing how how useful it's going to be. And if anyone wants any more information about the app, go check out their website. There's lots of really useful information on there. And if anyone else wants to know any more about the memberships that we offer here at, at Team Type One Styles, get free access to their app. Um, there's lots, lots of information on our website or ask in the chat or con contact any one of us and we will definitely point you in the right direction. So thank you very much, everyone, for this evening. So we will be back uh, Monday for our mindset call and then next Thursday we have got another special guest next Thursday which we'll post more details in the chat during the week. So we'll see you then. Cheers, Sam. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Sam. Have a good uh, evening. Bye.